Are you really investing yourself in the worship you give to God? Find out today on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. The time that you invest in worshiping God is the greatest investment of your time that you have made. Because it's in that time of worship that God reveals himself to you, encourages your heart. It's during that time that you give God what he deserves. Welcome to Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. On yesterday's program, Mark began a brand new series called Encounters, Life-Defining Moments with Jesus. And to get the series started, he began by addressing a very fundamental experience to the Christian faith and one of the major opportunities we have every day for a genuine experience with God, and that's worship. But as we learned yesterday, our worship can either be a true and lavish experience or it can be forced and cheap. And to continue with this keynote and what it takes to have lavish worship, here now is Mark Job with today's Bold Steps. I just feel like inhibited. I feel a little bit embarrassed by my friends, what they're going to think. I want to worship God, but... I look around, I thought, no, this is not really that cool. Or maybe you've felt the Spirit of God tugging at your heart in a deep and powerful way, and you've had this urge to really worship God and abandon and really raise your voice or your hands or bow your knee, but in your mind you think, you know, I don't want to look like a fanatic. And I know there's my friend that's sitting two seats over, and he's sort of new, and He already thinks I'm a little strange, and if I really raise my hands and really shout unto God, he's going to think, man, he's gone over the line. Do you remember David with the ark of God? Uh, David was transporting the ark of the covenant into Jerusalem, and there was a whole series of, of events that happened But at one point, David was so excited that the Bible says David, although he was a king, he danced before the ark. He disrobed himself of his kingly garments. And the Bible says with passion and abandon, he worshiped God and danced before the ark. And his wife, Micah, looked at him and she despised him. Because she thought in her heart, You're making a fool of yourself, David. I mean, you're a king. Shouldn't you act like a little more grown up? Your dance isn't even choreographed. I mean, you look like, I don't know, you just don't look very kingly to me. Do you remember after David stopped huffing and puffing and dancing before the Lord, he told his wife, he said, and I will become even more undignified than this in my worship to God. We sing a song like that, don't we? And I will be even more undignified than this. Now you know why I'm not on the worship team. 
What David was saying is, I, I don't care about looking dignified. I don't care about looking respectable because right now it's not about me and them and him and her and others. Right now it's not about my looks and my reputation. Right now it's me and God Almighty. And I'm going to worship God like he deserves to be worshiped because he is worthy of all praise and adoration that my heart can give him. You see, lavish worship cannot be contained by our surrounding, and lavish worship, by the way, will oftentimes, I believe, be misunderstood, but it cannot be contained by the looks of others, or the stares of others, or the peer pressure of others. It needs to be unleashed to worship God in spirit and in truth. And by the way, By lavish worship, I don't necessarily mean that if you're louder or wilder, your worship is better. Because there are times that our heart needs to be quiet before God, and there's times when we are solemn and quiet and our worship is deep. You can be noisy and ruckus and not have deep worship. How many of you know that? So when I talk about worship, I'm not just saying you have to be loud and wild. I'm just saying that it has to be It has to flow freely from your heart, unhindered in worship to God Almighty. God doesn't do a decibel count and see whose worship is louder to say, aha, he's better, he's a little louder. God is looking at the condition of our heart to see how we worship. You say, well, pastor, you know, I I just, you know, I I, I don't really worship that way because I'm Swedish. And us Swedish, you know, we're real reserved. Okay. You know, it's not about style. Uh, Last summer when I was in Africa and Mozambique, you know, there was some worship and some movements and little dances, and they would make this little sound like that. Hey, I don't know how to do it. I didn't know how to do their little dance. But, but I'm going to tell you something. Although their style was not what I was used to, I connected with their heart of worship. And I wasn't doing their little sounds, but I was worshiping God. And I've been into very settled and traditional liturgical churches where people were spirit-filled and loved God, and the worship was just as powerful. As long as their hearts were freely worshiping God, I was connecting with that worship. Are you tracking with me? So what I'm talking about is not style. I'm talking about the condition of your heart and how free it is to worship God in spirit and in truth. The fourth thing I want you to understand about lavish worship is this. I want you to understand that lavish worship will affect others. Uh, You know, the Bible says... She broke the jar, and she poured the perfume on his head. Now, the thing about perfume is that if you pour a lot, it'll spread everywhere. In fact, in John chapter 12, it says the, the odor of the perfume spread throughout the entire house. 
Have you ever gotten on an elevator and someone on the elevator had just like doused themselves, maybe because they had a little BO or whatever, and they doused themselves with a lot of perfume? And you get on the elevator and you're like almost passing out because it's so strong and the doors open, you take a breath <gasps> because it's so strong. You see, here's the thing about perfume is that the odor is not contained. In fact, there's a lot of restaurants that tell their waitresses or waiters, don't use cologne or perfume because it spreads and you don't want to be eating your spaghetti with a little old spice taste to it, right? That's not what you want to do. Perfume spreads. The odor spreads. And it affects other people because other people start smelling it. When Mary broke over, open this flask of perfume and she literally poured this expensive nard-produced perfume on his head and his feet, it began to permeate the entire house. In fact, it's like what 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 through 16 talks about. It talks about that this spread the aroma or the fragrance of Christ spreads everywhere we go. And it's the same with our worship. You see, if you're really worshiping God in spirit and in truth, and there is a broken heart before God that is unconcerned about others, but says, God, I'm going to lavishly give you what you deserve, it will spread. Other people will notice it and smell it and see it. It's a spiritual aroma. Let me tell you, some people are going to be turned off by it. And others that are hungry for the presence of God will be mysteriously and powerfully drawn to worship that's in spirit and in truth. You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job, and we're pausing today's message for just a moment to give thanks and recognition to our faithful monthly supporters, Mark. We call them Bold Partners. That's right. So we want to say thank you. And by the way, I want to say happy Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. And if you are if listening to this message and you are feeling somewhat alone and maybe not in a relationship, I want to let you know you are not alone. God loves you deeply, powerfully, in an amazing way. So You just saved a lot of men right now. You know I that just by wanted announcing to get that Valentine's out of my Day. system. <laughs> okay, all right. You have a note from Malawi, one of our listeners there. We have so many great listeners in Africa now. Yeah, so this note is from someone called... Called Fazili, and they say, I am now happy that I have chosen to listen to this program. My heart is full of joy, and today I just wanted to let you know that listening to the Bold Steps program has helped me and guided my life to a new way of doing things. Mm. So my friendship with my fellow friends had been broken down due, due to my choice of religion. I was really troubled with Islam since it had nowhere to go, and I was really lost and without any hope. But now, through your program, I know where I'm going, and now I know for sure that I'm changed for the better. Wonderful, Fazili. Thank you for that note, huh? I love this because, you know, Wayne, there's so many people, especially in other countries, that have never really heard the gospel or been exposed to the message of Jesus. They come from other religions and other religious backgrounds. And so I love the story like this saying, I finally have understood. Well, I wonder listeners to hear this story because if you've ever given a one-time gift to Bold Steps or you've been thinking about making a bigger impact for the gospel this year, we encourage you to take that next step today and sign up to become a Bold Partner. You just heard one of the results and there are many others, believe me. 
If you choose to give a gift of $30 or more each month, you'll also receive 50% off any purchase made in the online store at moodypublishers.org. It's a great benefit. Plus, you'll receive a signed copy of Mark's book, Unstuck, out of your cave and into your call, as well as an exclusive bi-weekly email from Mark, giving direct connection through video and other great content made only for our bold partners. So join the team today by signing up online at boldstepsradio.org. Well, thanks for that time up, but let's get back to our message from Mark Job with the final half of the lesson titled Lavish Worship. Some of you walked into this auditorium years ago for the first time. And some of you when, you, when you walked in and the worship was going and hands were raised and the Spirit of God was permeating His people were worshiping freely before God. Some of you walked in and immediately you felt the power of the presence of God. And as you looked around at faces that were worshiping, you said in your heart, I want what they have. Because I don't have it right now. I don't love God like that. I don't sense and experience God like that. Uh, Because God to me still is a far off distant being with some sort of gable in his hand ready to judge the universe, but I don't know him like that. And the worship drew you, and some of you, some of you have shared with me that during worship times you would begin to cry not knowing why you were crying. But it was the tug of the presence and the power of the Spirit of God drawing you in saying, child, come. God is waiting with a new relationship through His Son, Jesus, that you have not yet experienced. And some of you, it was the very worship itself that drew you into God's presence. In fact, we've had worship times at this church where we've worshiped and God has moved in such a way where I have just decided, you know, if I preach, I'm going to mess it up. So we just better allow people to come to the altar and get things right with God. And we've had times where there's been dozens of people coming to Christ just through worship. And there's others. There's others when you walked in and your heart was not really sensitive to God, that you walked in and you saw the worship and the people and you thought, Uh Uh-oh, get me out of this place fast. In fact, there's some of you that skip the worship. You say, I don't want all that music, worship, all that hand stuff and all, all that. You know, too long, too loud, too much. Let me just skip it and come for the talking part. And some of you were very uncomfortable with worship. In fact, there may be some of you in this auditorium right now today that the most uncomfortable thing of an entire Sunday morning service is the worship. You know why? Because in worship, it's you and God. And some of us, if we're not comfortable with our relationship with God, we don't want to be alone with God. Have you ever had a tense relationship with someone, maybe it's a relative, and you're at a family gathering, and it just so happens that you walk in the room 
with the person that you don't see eye to eye and no one else is there and it's just you and them in the room and boy, is that an awkward moment, isn't it? It's like, oh, hi. How about those socks, huh? And the bears, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. You don't want to be alone with them because it's not a right relationship. It's an awkward relationship. And some of you are like that with God. And worship forces you to say, to look face to face at God Almighty. And if you're not comfortable with your relationship with God, you can't endure worship because you don't want to be alone with God Almighty facing Him and talking to Him and worshiping Him because you're not right with Him. Adam had a great relationship with God and walked in the garden with God and communed together until he sinned and fell. And then the Bible says in Genesis chapter 3 that when Adam heard the sounds of God in the garden, that he didn't rush out to meet God. The Bible says that he hid in shame and guilt. And God said, Adam, where are you? Adam was hiding from the presence of God. I believe that true, lavish, spirit-filled worship will always draw a reaction. Notice what it tells us in verse 4. Some of those present, as they watched Mary pour this nard perfume on Jesus, were saying indignantly to one another, they looked at each other, and they started doing the calculus in their mind of how much money she was wasting in worshiping Jesus and they said, why this waste of perfume? I mean, hey. Now here's the pseudo-spirituality. Hey, we could have sold for more than a year's wages and given the money to the poor. Right. Like that was really on your mind, Judas. But do you see how they despised her lavish worship. Oh, that's excess. Oh, that's too much. Oh, you're getting overboard. You don't need to do that. We're going to use our energy for other things. What a waste of time, of money, of energy. Why are we doing worship like that? Let me tell you, your time in a week invested in worshiping God Almighty is one of the greatest investments you make all week long. Now, let me say that again. The time you invest in worshiping God Almighty through the word and through praise and through worship in your car and in prayer and communion with God the time that you invest in worshiping God throughout your week is the greatest investment of your time that you have made all week long. Because it's in that time of worship that God reveals himself to you, encourages your heart. It's during that time that you give God what he deserves. It's John Piper that's fond of saying Something to the effect of 
Man is most satisfied when God is most glorified. You see, there's something that happens when you worship God and begin to glorify God. It's for God that you do it. It's for his glory and honor. But there's something that happens as you worship. As you worship and give yourself and glorify God, you also start getting filled up. I mean, you're pouring out worship, and the more you worship, the greater you do it. You walk away, and there's this sense of joy and fulfillment in your heart. Why? Because you were engineered and created by God Almighty to worship and to bless the heart of God. I want to challenge you. If you're one of those people that today you're uncomfortable with worship and you're not really sure why, I challenge you this morning to open up your heart and say, God, I'm uncomfortable with worship, but I know part of it is that my relationship with you is not where it needs to be, or maybe there's some things hindering my worship, but God, it's been exposed today. And today I'm willing to bow my knee before you and say, God, I want to get it right. I want to make things right. We have an altar right here. I mean, it's just a couple stairs here, but we call it an altar. Really, it's a place of prayer. It's a place of brokenness. It's a place where you come and pour out your heart to God with other prayer partners that pray over you. And I want to challenge you this morning if God is calling you to lavish worship and you've been hindered and not able to do that recently that maybe you need to come and say God I want to worship you I want to break my alabaster perfumes before you in obedience and worship and seeking you God I want to do that without expecting anything in return because you are worthy God set me free to worship maybe you've listened to this message and you say that echoes what my heart feels God set me free to worship you so I'm gonna ask that you do this wherever you're at you may be driving in your car right now. You may be in your kitchen listening to this message. You may be in an office setting in a warehouse. But if you're able to do so, I want you to pause right now. And I want you to raise your voice to heaven. And I want you just to say, God, I'm going to worship you, uh, not because of anything particular that I'm being thankful for, but I want to worship you for who you are, for your character. And I want you just to start raising your voice right now and worshiping and thanking God for who he is and what he's done. And if you're a place that you can do so and you can get on your knees right now, and it's been a long time since you've gotten on your knees, then I want to encourage you to get on your knees. And if you can raise your hands to God right now, I want you to raise your hands. You don't have to do it that way, but it's your alabaster perfume that you're breaking at the feet of Jesus saying, I don't care 
uh, about me, I want to make sure that God knows that I worship him in spirit and in truth. And I want you just to pause right there, maybe on your knees with your hands raised before God. And I want you to let your mouth begin to worship him and praise him. I want you to lavish worship upon the King of Kings and Lord of Lords because he is worthy. And I pray, Father, for that person that's worshiping you right now. I pray, God, that this would be the beginning of a season of unhindered, lavish worship upon you because you deserve it. I pray that your Holy Spirit would stir our hearts to worship you more with passion, more with all of our heart. I pray that we would care less about what people think and more about Uh, giving you the honor and glory. I pray, Father, that you would take us to new levels of worship and praise in you, God. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mark. Just a reminder, our special Bold Step gift this month is the Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages. You can have a copy when you give a financial gift of any amount by going online to boldstepsradio.org or make that donation over the phone by simply calling us at 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. And you can also send your gift and request the book through the mail. Address your envelope to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Again, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And as we reach the end of today's program, make sure you've subscribed to the Bold Steps podcast where you'll find each of these daily messages and then can listen whenever you want and wherever you are. Just open up your favorite podcast app on your phone or smart device, search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job, and click the subscribe button. On social media, be sure to connect with us there. Just log on to your Facebook or Instagram account, search for Bold Steps Radio, and tap the like or follow button to have access to live videos setting updates and fellowship opportunities. Well, I'm Wayne Shepherd, closing out for now. Tomorrow, Mark continues our series on the topic of Encounters with Jesus, a new message all about failure and what God can do with a shattered heart. Find out Wednesday here on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.